0: to edit it yeah right there we go fabulous
1: Um, fabulous hello everybody welcome back to our friday uh bite-sized webinars familiar faces myself will murphy carl horton and i'm absolutely thrilled to say that we've been joined uh joined by uh nairi whitley thank you so much nairi
2: pleasure hello lovely to
1: see you again um as always all we're going to do is have a little chat of (laughs) The past week, see how things went the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, so, Will, how's your first week of five days?
3: Yes, full five days. So, I'm exhausted. It's almost like everything was a dream. And, you know. <laughs> Uh, the whole last three months have just been sort of wiped out. For you know, <laughs> if anybody remembers Dallas from like the 80s, where <laughs> well, be, we, the yeah, a, whole, a whole series <laughs> was wiped out by somebody returning, you know. So, brilliant, yeah. I've had my Dallas moment, but you know, um, yeah, very quickly, you, you just get used to being back in the surgery. Obviously, there's logistical things, which I guess we'll delve into a little bit later, but yeah, good pretty good busy a lot of things to catch up on a lot of patients very grateful to be able to see somebody at last and you know good for us to be able to try and sort out any problems so yeah good very positive first five days
1: fantastic that's brilliant great carl what about yourself
0: i don't work as hard as well so, oh, well, we know uh, that, but just <laughs> it. But yeah, but, uh, back, back in again on Monday um, in a local practice where they've sort of mitigated for their fallow time. So there was uh, fans wearing away, um, filters on, um, and, which, which was great. Um, so again, it's learning all the, the SOPs for that particular practice and learning how they work uh, and then again, today, um, placing, uh, which is great. So you should be happy there, Will. Yep. Getting get some titanium in some mouths.
3: Excellent.
0: Um, and consorts. And again, slightly different um, setup with the way that they were greeting their patients and the processes that they're going through because every practice is slightly different. Um, but we don't work in as many as Nari has to look after. And um, with this one, the great thing was is that at the window, the patient actually sits on a bench uh by the church so you can shout down to you know mr b we're ready for you and it's sort of having to not the graveyard you. I hope <laughs> <laughs> no that's the that's the exit <laughs> so
1: so you Carl, would you... holy
0: water on the way in
1: Carl would you say with the, the amount of practices we work in, I know that obviously we're we're slowly getting back into them. Would you say if the challenge is the right word, but would you say the biggest challenge for us is learning the the new SOPs per practice?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're all they're all different in their own ways. Um, the, the 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 key thing is they're all triaging um, and triaging the patients well, um, and doing that. The the subtle differences are just uh, very minor. -hmm. So it's all very similar. Uh, So it's understanding how they're going to manage their fellow times, the timings on that, um, what their process is for their protocol for the patients, whether they're going to allow them into the whether the large waiting room to have more than one patient, or whether we're texting. How we deal with the little things on the intricacies of. Um, are we allowed to stay in the room? Do we need to leave the room? Whether we're in another room? All those little, little tiny little things. Just each one is just very, very different. Very slight. You
3: use the phrase mitigation there. Talk to mm. me about mitigation and what that means.
0: Well, it means that in the, in the one practice, what they've done is they had calculated the airflow through that room uh, per hour, and then realized that they could manage a certain amount of air exchanges and therefore reduce their fallow time or the time that all those delightful aerosols were removed from the room so it was safe to get the next person in without them being potentially infected Like, can can i go into what i'd normally go into or can i just stay that'll (laughs) do do. that that's (laughs) fine that's fine
3: I, i i'm just interested in it in in the Mitigations becoming a thing, isn't it, that mm-hmm. we dentists are very good at um not making up, so I say, but we're just kind of, you know, in the, in the absence of any real science, especially in terms of the F word, um, you know, we're, we're looking for ways of turning our surgeries around a lot quicker, aren't we? Which I guess Naira would be very interested in and probably uh, able to talk to us about how that, Works in a in a larger uh, situation where efficiency is going to be everything, I guess.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of the key things that we've been looking at. Clearly, one of the first things was to try and get patients in, but now it's actually about how can we improve patient flow to start off with in the practice. So now, how can we actually get people through the door safely? Um, And that's even before you start to look at the time per appointment and then the time to clean down and then the time that you've got to take to do all the triage and things of patients in addition to actually seeing them. With regard to mitigation, as far as the F word is concerned, um, we've actually had some work done this week. Uh, We're working in conjunction with the National Physical Laboratory, um, with the government. So we've had a practice that has been doing AGPs, where we have um, had um, various different monitors within the room actually recording how much aerosol is generated per different procedure, the amount of time it takes for the procedure um, how quickly does it take to clear that aerosol what difference does it make when you are using that high volume aspiration and the rubber dam? so we are hoping to get some early results on that in the next couple of weeks and then that will be actual evidence-based there's a thing hey
3: (laughs) ah and and is that are you using these virus killers and this sort of stuff no. uh no. or like me and... we're
2: opening our windows and i was gonna say high volume aspiration be, down.
3: I've, I've acquired one of those wall aperture air exchange uh, systems uh like yourself <laughs> um <laughs> which uh which which i think works pretty well
2: very cost effective
3: yes absolutely <laughs> Yeah, it, make- it will
2: be. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we're all expecting and waiting for the work to come out. The review that was allegedly done by various people, both medical and dental, to, to actually have a look at. Can they review the 60 minute falla time? But the problem is, what evidence can they review? Because there is nothing out there at the moment. There's work been done by Newcastle Barts, a lot of those. But a lot of that has been done on mannequins. So actually today, within a dental environment, there is no evidence base for them to either base the 60 minute on or to reduce it currently, which is why we took matters into our own hands and will happily publish the results when we have them.
3: Fantastic. I think that's good. And I think it shows that, um, and, and we've hit upon this before, that in the absence of a, a some leadership, and I'm not pointing the finger, you know, anymore, because obviously we've done a lot of that, <laughs> but in the absence of leadership, I think the profession's done pretty well at, taking its own leadership and, and I think ha, has done it really, really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I, I agree with you, Will. Um, um, you know, obviously, you know, you've all heard right. what I if think.
2: If to me, you'll need to let me know. Because I can't hear anything he's saying.
0: Ah, OK. Can everybody else hear me?
1: Yeah,
0: I can yeah. hear you, but yeah. not you, Nyree.
1: No, Nyree, you can hear um, myself and Will. Yeah,
0: just yeah. call. Just alright then. Yeah. Do you know oh, what?
1: Don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> Maybe I it. He's got nothing to, to
3: say.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's it's not worth it anyway. It's, it's Moan like moan
3: moan groan moan. I'm
1: used with um with you being um and it's up to you if you want to say who uh, but with a large corporate what yeah. would you say your biggest challenge has been within the corporate field?
2: Uh, With regard to restart, yeah, okay, Uh, so yeah, happy to say that I'm the group clinical director for IDH, and that encompasses both DD and my dentist, so really happy to say that. Um, Our biggest challenge has been fit testing, okay, absolutely undoubtedly. I'm saying to Carl just offline before to try and fit test over 6,000 people has been some challenge when we've got you know lots of different shapes lots of different you know we cover all the different principalities and it it has been yeah tough that's been the toughest bit and then the other bit is actually just I think I've heard it discussed on lots of other webinars but I think clinicians and our staff have got so used to following SOPs etc and effectively having prescriptive instructions it is now giving them the confidence to actually just look at their own environments, look at their own practice, look at the anatomy, look at the demographics of the patients, look at, you know, their existing lists that they've got to come back in and just to start making some decisions themselves. And actually I think the profession now really lacks confidence around that.
1: Yeah. I think that would probably go with a lot of practices, to be honest. They are, they have been looking for guidance and Yeah. yeah, very nervous. Unfortunately,
3: Nairi, what autonomy do the practices have? Um, like a smaller practice, say, like I own, where we've had to very quickly shuffle around our schedule so that one dentist effectively has two surgeries um, yeah. to work in, so we can kind of leave fallow and, and go back in for checkups somewhere else, you know. And so, my associate. Has effectively dropped the day where we would clash together and then is extending you know her days um, on the other two days that she's in Mm
2: -hmm. so we had some overarching kind of guidelines to try and support the practices when they first went back so for example we were saying that in their practices initially did they need to start with any more than two surgeries open whilst they just got used to actually how do we do things in the new normal um, then what we've looked at is which clinicians are available to work in the practices, so which, for example you know may be shielding and vulnerable, um, which have been successfully fit tested and which haven't. Um, who usually does what proportion of work, how many days and hours do they do, you know, what's their list of emergencies like in order to come in. And then so the practices have had all of the autonomy to make all of those decisions locally. We've just given them the framework around this is the patient flow. You know, you can take the temperature, have a runner, you know, to meet them at the door, take them to the surgery, do the cleaning. But with regard to and we did advise initially 60 minutes, Per appointment now we very much said particularly our also guys very quickly where there's no way we need 60 minutes and it's like it's fine if you're comfortable and if you can do it safely and appropriately absolutely reduce the time and you make those decisions locally
3: yeah and certain um procedures as well I mean for me and I don't know about you Carl I I kind of feel that a lot of implant surgery really in my book isn't really like an aerosol generating procedure. I'd, I'm I'm struggling. I, I've seen it in
0: some of the SOPs regarded as an aerosol generating procedure, but I'm trying to figure out where the aerosols generated. It's generated in the sweat of the, um, <laughs> the, the gains and the, the, gowns the, the and respirating it. masks, but the actual procedure itself, I, 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 I splatter maybe, but yeah, not, absolutely. Not, not an aerosol and, and splatter at a very, you know, you'd be unlucky, you probably didn't put your scalp in the right place.
3: Yeah, and, and presumably um, scatter is not going to be wafting around the surgery for an hour.
0: Well, in my mind, that's
3: it's pretty much the same as
0: hand scaling. Um, you know, in, if anything, you're flicking bits of calculus and which contains blood and saliva out of the patient's mouth potentially when you're hand scaling. so. I I find that definition uh, interesting. Um, No, and
3: normally we're we're part of our infection control procedures is is treating every patient like they might have a bloodborne virus, should we say? Um, You know, so you know, we're we're pretty good at our infection control measures, anyway, aren't we? Within these sorts of procedures.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, very, very much so. Um, Yeah, we're, we're we're used to. Sweltering and <laughs> with uh, with all the PP on, and uh, so it's like, what? Get over it, you know. And and thankfully, like Nairi mentioned, we had a quick chat. Uh, you can you can have your aircon on. Um, if you you feel comfortable come that, off, that, yeah. Or if you feel uncomfortable enough, I don't know which way. You're <laughs> going to either, or either. But, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I'm I do kind of feel quite comfy. Um with it being a not regarding it as a non-aerosol procedure. Mm. Okay. But so that's, that's Will my I, well, personal you. Can you hear me by the way, Nairi, or John? Am I just opening my mouth and you I don't still she can't can. hear
1: Carl Nairi?
0: She she just thinks yeah. you're
3: clearing the runway for takeoff. Um <laughs> getting getting, getting I the planes what I like about Getting the planes lined up. <laughs> <laughs> will, will i
1: asked you um, a couple of weeks ago um and it was too soon really to comment um we're another couple of weeks on from asking but have you altered many of your processes since returning back to work
3: um not really no i think i think we're still trying to get used to the sort of first set that we've we've introduced really. So it's it's deciding what's an AGP, where we're gonna do it, what time that starts, um, and then what time we go back in again in order to sort of clear things up. Um, I think initially we've cleared in our minds anyway, the point we've just made about surgery and implant surgery being non-AGP, um, which in many ways makes life, you know, A lot easier for someone like myself. Um, And it's really then just trying to organize the diary and the book so that the staff are getting used to zoning the patients in the right way, Mm. you know, and, and understanding that you can't really squeeze the extra patients in anymore. And, you know, you can't really put AGPs together. know there's got to be some period of time to go between and and actually to be fair i think they i think they've done that pretty well certainly in my in my surgery so i think we're still finding our way with the original sop that we've got bearing in mind that you know obviously it is going to be you know fairly fluid and and change as we go through and of course then we're watching to see what everybody else is doing like everybody else is watching everybody else to see what everybody else is doing
1: does
3: that make sense
1: Yes, very much so. I think very I answered the question. what did. Um, uh, all three of you uh, individually, uh, really, but what do you foresee on the horizon? What changes do you think we're going to encounter, if any, over the next two weeks? In England, maybe not in Wales. Go on, Naomi. <sighs> we're...
2: We're all expecting another letter of preparedness, aren't we, at the moment? Um, Who knows whether it will be here? It's usually always on a Friday they arrive, (laughs) Friday evenings usually when it arrives in my inbox and things. it's probably will be next week now. I guess um, I think that's probably going to be more around. I'd have thought that's going to be more tailored to around payment and things like that. So be more relevant to the NHS guys from that perspective, and looking at you know how are they going? Are they going to monitor activity in any kind of way going forward? Um, considering that they're going to carry on giving payments certainly in in the short term. Um, I don't think an awful lot in terms of direction from above is going to change. I think they're just going to talk about that transition to recovery and are pretty much leaving it to practices. Um, Whether we'll see any changes around UDCs, we've got 74 UDCs um, at the moment in England. So at the moment, they are trying to carry on seeing the emergency patients that are also being referred from other practices in addition to trying to do the start-up themselves. And I think there will come a point where that becomes more and more challenging because of wanting to start to see their own patients again. So whether they will give any more direction around that, possibly. Mm.
1: Guys, what about yourselves?
0: Over the next two weeks? Yeah, I mean...
1: 14 days.
0: That, that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Fortnite, Fortnite. We don't talk about <laughs> don't talk about Fortnite. Um, so yeah, I mean that letters interesting. I don't. Yeah, I wonder now whether or not, based on the fact that we are kind of finding our feet, whether any, you know if it if it brings that fellow time, whether those people that are sticking to that rigid sixty minutes. Might have a bit more confidence, and you mentioned about the lack of confidence. And is it a lack of confidence or is it fear? And us maybe the two go together. I don't really know, but you know, is there is there a fear that you're you're going to be um, brought to task by a regulator that's not happy with it if a patient kicks off or gets ill? Um, it's 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 an interesting one, and hopefully, you know, as that confidence grows over the next few weeks, we'll see more and more practices getting back into it and and starting to be comfortable treating the patients, that patient journey starts to flow a little bit smoother as the staff get on board and understand it. And, um, you know, if everything starts to go the way it has been, then those sort of mitigating circumstances become less and less important as the disease declines in the population. Looking at those R numbers and they continue dropping depends on whether it's a sunny day and we all want to go to the beach or what happens, whether we all go down to the pub and start coughing on each other and eating the peanuts. I don't know, they don't do peanuts anymore, do they? You're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, so, yeah. so, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully we won't see a bounce back or anything like that. I mean, the good, the good thing, uh, and I mentioned this last week was, uh, Jason Wong and his, sort of views on helping the profession out and again, providing that sort of guidance to the the dental practices in Leicester saying, you don't have to shut, you can carry on treating your patients because we know where we are with things. We know what we're going to do. We know how to move through this pandemic. And so that closure, as I understand it, isn't going to happen again. It won't, it won't be that dental practices are told to close. It will just be that they might be advised, that there are certain circumstances, I imagine, where they restrict certain procedures, uh, again like we already are with certain practices where they're not offering the AGPs because they either haven't got the kit and like Nairi mentioned, uh, the struggling to get the fit testers or the, pay- the the practice and the teams fit tested and pass and passing, they've got to pass. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned last week, it doesn't actually say anywhere you have to pass, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, but don't mention that.
1: you will start sweating. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, well, so you...
1: Sorry, does on. that answer
0: your question? I've waffled as always.
1: You, know, you never waffle. Never. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what about yourself? I mean, I, similar I think... to Nairi and Carl?
3: i think within two weeks um maybe not a lot will will change i think i think i think with pressure from the profession as we move forward i think the uh fallow time will go down or we'll carry on coming up with our inventive ways of mitigate mitigating carl um uh, the, the fallow period um, unless, of course, like you say, you know, there, there are spikes that, that that crop up. So, I mean, that's, that's all unforeseen, isn't it? You know, just depends, um, like you say, how rowdy the pubs are getting or, or you know. I, I think ultimately we're, I think, very positively in a good place because um, we're triaging our patients. We are probably more than likely treating healthy and well patients. Um, and covering all bases, really. I think the fear factor is a really important thing because the fear factor runs through British dentistry these days, doesn't it? You know, um, mainly, like you say, about getting brought to task or getting in trouble or some form of litigation. And I guess it's all untested, isn't it? It's it, it may be things that we're talking about in our little webinars to come. So there, there's the unknown without without the crystal ball, but I, I think in two weeks, it'll probably be largely more of the same.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're right. Have anybody else got anything they want to bring to the table on this fine Friday evening?
0: I, I wanna know when uh, Nyree's gonna, re- can give us an idea of when that research will be released. Cause I I love that kind of stuff. I'm really keen on, um, well, this of,
1: week was when we
0: yeah
2: we were doing it all this week, so it should have finished. It's been the five days. So being in a the surgery, um, they have said they'll probably need a, a week or two just to you know review and assimilate and collate all of the results and come up with some kind of conclusion. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, and hopefully I won't keep saying in another week and another <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we will give you it in a couple of weeks.
0: And did you do it? Uh, it's OK if you can't. I'm just curious. Did you do it on uh, sort of like particle counters and sort of like the what were you actually measuring? I know you're measuring the aerosols. Did you do it through yeah. like a visual way or did you do it part or both or?
2: Particle cap well a number of different things so particle counters yeah. uh, there was one um relatively inexpensive one just to try and see how effective they were then there was one kind of you know industrial laboratory type one that cost an absolute fortune uh, and then additionally every, everything was videoed as well but not with you know the blue light or anything like that but all the procedures videoed in order that we knew exactly what procedures being done how long each one was and what what exactly was used in terms of, um, clearly they made a note as well, but at which point of the procedure and at which time, things like high volume, high volume aspiration and rubber dam oh, yeah. were used. So hoping to get some pretty good results. We, um, they may have, I don't know whether they had an opportunity to towards the latter part of this week. Um, we do have some air filtration units that we've put in our surgeries that don't have windows. Um the particular surgery this work was being done in clearly was one that had a window and the window was open. But they may, if they had time, have looked at switching on one of those to see whether it made any additional difference in terms of, you know, the, the particles and things that were in the air. But I don't know whether they had an opportunity to do that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, it. isn't it? I mean, I was talking to, to one chap and he was doing it um, right next to where he was breathing in and near the patient. And using high volume suction and air extraction, and getting very little difference on aerosol generated procedures compared to background. But then he tried one with the window open, the window closed, and the particle counts went up when he opened the window. From all the all the crud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: Can't have your windows open. <laughs> can't be the next thing.
3: Well, that's only carbon monoxide. True. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah,
0: only a little bit, but it yeah. was, in, it was, in, it was
3: in, only by one. So it been, it have,
0: you know, maybe the patient parked or something like that. I don't know.
1: Keeping it real. Keeping well, it real.
0: These things we'd be measuring next. Um, maybe not.
1: Let's maybe.
3: hope not. Hey, I'm I'm a bit out of touch on um, Scotland and Wales at the moment. Are they still? lagging behind in terms of the face-to-face or the agps
2: so uh, wales yes and no so as long as you have had your sops and your fit tests all signed off by the local health board which is the equivalent of the area teams in wales and hiw which is the equivalent of the cqc in wales then you are able to do agps um And those things can run parallel or run separately because sometimes HIW have a quicker turnaround than the LHB, sometimes the other way around. So effectively, we're open in the same way as England, but the process is just taking slightly longer. Um, In Scotland, um, clearly we were just down to seeing 10 patients a day, still seeing emergencies only. It's still no AGPs. Um, Phase three was announced last night by Nicola Sturgeon. Um, that starts from Monday, but there is still no uh, new SDR out in Scotland. That comes out on Monday, and it is still no AGPs, so it's barely going to be any different in their phase three. It's so their phase four, which is August time, where it's going to be looking at actually being able to do AGP.
3: And by then, all dental practices might be out of business, so uh, <laughs> yeah, might all be, <laughs> might all be academic. Yeah. That's terrible.
2: You also had to get permission from the NHS to be able to open a surgery to do private in Scotland as well in a a mixed practice. Okay,
3: yeah, because I was interested in that whether some traditionally the the CDOs have just been pointing at NHS surgeries, haven't they? And um, the privates are kind of like, nobody knows. So
1: Mm. mm.
2: From that perspective, in in Wales, I have to say, you know, Colette has been very good. She's always just said, well, as long as you're happy with the guidance that's given from the the NHS, but it's just always been, you know, the same applies to private. If a patient was seen privately before, they should still continue to be seen privately. And HIW are working in alignment with the health boards to allow people to do things at the same time. So there's a bit more clarity than there was in England initially.
0: Good. Yeah, slightly different government guidelines as well, I I guess. So you've got to to work with those as well, which has not helped, has it, really? And it's difficult sometimes. And then we've got Lord Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different game. Yeah. It's difficult to kind of get our heads around that. Um yeah. we've all been well, Will and I have been kind of
3: <laughs> debating it <laughs> impolitely. Impolitely and aggressively. <laughs> yeah. in, our own, haven't, haven't, in our own in our own cantankerous way. I mean, one
0: thing that you, you haven't mentioned, Ari, is something that I, I noticed really early on with my dentist when I was um not doing very much was your I I was really impressed with my dentist and the way they they manage things. I've got to say I'm not saying that because you're here. I really was it was uh, your your sort of like, opening up and talking to the profession with the the webinars that you did. Uh, I must admit, I didn't see every one of them. uh, But I saw I saw I saw saw some of them. Um, And the way you opened you opened up your clinical uh, online portal, I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, Oh,
2: the LMS. Yeah, you opened
0: that up, uh, I think, didn't you? To everybody, yeah, we did. I must admit, I I've managed to finish all of my GDC requirements uh, within the first uh, three hours. No, sorry. No, no, uh, within the within the first uh, couple of weeks or months. Um, so yeah, that was that was great that you did that. It gave me something to do while well, I sat in bed coughing.
2: Good. Uh,
0: so yeah, well, well done with that. I think that was that was. Was pretty good
2: we, we just tried to just communicate all the way through and just be open and honest because this was new for everybody. Yeah. We were trying to do the best for everybody, just always had the best interest of everybody at heart. You know what? We didn't always know all the answers and sometimes we changed our minds because that's what happened, didn't it? You know, there was new stuff coming out every day, but I hope at least people say that we carried on talking to them and also gave them an ability, always a two-way communication, you know, mm. to have questions back I hope so if we achieve that then I'll be happy
0: yeah you, you did um because I, I, I logged into a couple of the sessions regarding the practices that I work in and uh you know I as as Will sort of mentioned you know I'm kind of sort of an outlier in terms of the general dentist but I, they were able to kind of have that sort of one-to-one chat um and um you know say what they thought and uh, get, get an appropriate response or maybe an inappropriate response. <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
0: Get the response they deserve.
1: <laughs> 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 Risky.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, he, he, no, it doesn't matter I'm shut up now.
1: Yeah, that's why we have a mute button, really, on Carl's uh, <laughs> screen, Nairi. No, yeah, Will and I, I hear him now. Will and I, every <laughs> now and again, just go.
3: Yeah, that, that can all be again. taken out. Yeah, <laughs> I been quite good yeah,
1: you you have been today. Yeah, you
0: Yeah, yeah. i am trying to control the dog. That's what I'm moving the arm in I was hoping doing. that
1: yeah. the dog was next to you. I must admit. Well,
0: it, it decided to go nuts the other day during a, a webinar because barks it. <laughs> it barks at beards. Doesn't like beards.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So I, I, and it barks at usually just men that it doesn't like, but it also barks at anybody that walks across the road. So it sits
3: in the window and just goes. No, it's that's why I wear these. It's trying to warn you about beards and FP three masks. <laughs> that's what it's doing. It's saying yeah. you should be clean shaven. You'll never <laughs> pass your fit test. You tell uh,
1: them. Well, you tell them. <laughs> We can get you a Theraband. <laughs>
3: band
2: oh, yeah. Put across it. Yeah. Fine. Nice. You
3: don't
1: sweat at all. Or we could just get some wax, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, guys, we've reached that time of the evening. Um, if hmm. there's nothing else then no <laughs> i'd like to say a very big thank you to each and every one of you um on the panel uh, for joining us nairi no, really, honestly it was um a pleasure to have you on the panel i hope you may consider you. coming and joining us on a friday evening again of course thank you for the invite. no problem yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you, guys hope you all have an absolutely lovely weekend enjoy some sunshine while it's here
0: bye. you too all yeah see you bye, bye. okay Bye-bye, guys hi.